Hey, Fred, Keith here. Before we start the episode, I just wanted to jump in really quickly to share with you about a little book that I've just put out recently. It's called Breakup, How to Heal and Thrive After a Relationship Ends. You know, I had a marriage of about 24, 25 years end in divorce, and it crushed me. I mean, it really got me down. But after I licked my wounds for a while, I decided I need to put together a strategic plan to pivot from this loss into my next chapter. So I put together this little plan that I call Thrive. So if you're going through a breakup right now, or maybe you've just gone through one recently and you could use a little help, I encourage you to look for the link in the show notes and check out Breakup, How to Heal and Thrive After Relationship Ends. All right, now on with the show. Hello and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm Keith Brown and I'm so glad that you could join me for this podcast where my passion in life is to help my LGBTQIA Christian family heal their church trauma and hopefully construct genuine faith. Before we begin, let me just tell you a little bit about me. For the last 30 plus years, I've had the joy of teaching, speaking, and performing as a comedy magician in my in-person events all over the United States. I'm also the published author of fiction and nonfiction books, and one of the greatest joys I've had in life is pastoral counseling, coaching, and mentoring hundreds and hundreds of people over the last 30 plus years. I'm proud of all those things, but can I also tell you, I know what it's like to hurt, and I know what it's like to suffer deep church trauma, specifically around sexual identity, as so many of you obviously have as well. So if that's something that you can buy into and you would like to partner with me as we try to help each other in this journey thing we call life, then you're in the right place. I encourage you to grab a cup of coffee, sit at my table, and let's have a chat. One disclaimer though, please. I am not a medical professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. So if you need either of those services, please do consult a local professional. Otherwise, let's get it started here on Coffee with Keith. Hello, my dear friend, and welcome to this edition of Coffee with Keith. This is a Bible Talks edition, and I really do appreciate you tuning in for this. I really do. I don't take it for granted. From the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I truly hope you are getting something from either the Table Talks or the Bible Talks, or hopefully both, that we're doing on this program. And if you are, would you do me that favor and just give it an honest five-star rating if you're liking the show? Maybe even a word of encouragement there. I do read those on on, uh, Spotify and on Apple Podcasts if we get them. So, um, Please do that. It also obviously helps our, our algorithm, our growth, our organic growth. So I would appreciate that so much. All right. Without further delay, let's jump into the text today and let's see what God wants to reveal. Okay. I'm going to be reading from the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 10, verse 22 through 30. Hear the word of God. At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter. And Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep? Hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. 
I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. The Word of God, thanks be to God. Interesting text, isn't it? Beautiful text. Um, but it's an interesting word there that I think that I need to just mention and concentrate on because it's actually a word that we hear a lot these days in the media and on social media, as you know, on television and social media. This word cheap, uh, not cheap, sheep, the word sheep. Um, and it's got such a negative connotation, right? Uh, whether it's political, usually around some type of political ideology. And if you subscribe to this, you're a sheep. Or if you follow that, you're a sheep, right? It's a very negative connotation these days. But the truth is that the idea of shepherd and sheep has a very positive meaning when it comes to Christendom. Sheep herding was a very ancient tradition, it was certainly around during Jesus' time. The shepherd was often a single man without wife or children because he had to use these um, overnight you know, watches and things like that. So they would often be single. They would sometimes watch their sheep, but sometimes they would be hired to watch somebody else's sheep. And sheep weren't in pens, usually, like they are often today. They were in large areas. And they would have to be moved from one place to another, one pasture to another. So it was quite an important job. And the sheep had to build trust with that shepherd because the sheep were dependent on him to take them to fresh grazing land. Now, if we think about the beauty of that illustration that Jesus is using to teach a point to these haughty Jewish leaders, then I think we can grab some positive reminders for ourselves. So as I was reading this and studying it and praying over it this week in preparation of this Bible Talks, I do what Keith often, often does. And if you've been listening to Bible Talks at all, you know what's coming. Keith is what? The king of acrostics. So it should not surprise you that I have another one for you today. So, if, you're, if you've got a piece of paper and you want to write a couple notes, then just on your paper, vertically write the word sheep. Because I'm going to use that word to give us our mental clues and our lessons out of this text, okay? So, for firstly, let's look at the S. See the movement of God in your everyday life. Let me say that again. See the movement of God in your everyday life. I believe that no matter what I am going through, and believe me, my life, you know, I haven't lived this long to have my life perfect and wonderful every single day of my life. I haven't. I've gone through very low valleys. I've gone through the loss of loved ones. I've gone through the loss of divorce. I've gone through loss of a job. I have gone through a lot of different things in my life that brought very difficult pain and struggling. I've gone through the, the, the trial and the, the, um, the, the, the trauma that was inflicted by the church 
on more than one occasion in my life. So I can honestly say that my life has not been perfect. It's been good. There's been more good than bad, and I have been blessed in a lot of ways. But I say all that to say this. Even in the midst of our pain, even if we're going through a time of storm, whatever it is, whether it's sickness in the family, um, difficulty in finances, or a loss of a job, or trouble in the marriage, or trouble with our children, whatever we're going through, whatever good time, mountaintop experience, or low time storm, whatever the case may be, I am convinced, my dear friend, that we should still be able to see the movement of a mighty God in our everyday life. For instance, today I was riding my motorcycle. I can tell you that I went into a place for a little while, and when I came back, my motorcycle was covered in pollen. (laughs) And if you know any good bikers, they're going to keep their bikes pretty clean. They're going to shine that thing. And uh, so when I came out, it was covered in pollen. Well, the first thing that I can know is, okay, leaves are out. There's green in the trees. There's signs of life. There's signs of new birth. There's signs of growth. God is moving. Right? Even in the simplest things, God is moving. The question is, are we looking? And are we open by faith to seeing the hand of God? Well, I think that he promises that he will. Even in, even in this text, Jesus said, Hey, look, Jewish leaders, if you would have been really paying attention, if you would have been watching me, if you'd have been listening to me, if you'd have been seeing the things that I have been doing, then you wouldn't even ask this question. You would know that I am the one in whom you are asking about. But of course... He says they weren't looking right. They weren't seeing. So let's ask ourselves, today, am I willing to look around me and see the hand of God moving in my life? And if I do, will I even recognize it? I hope hope so. I hope you do. What's about the H? Hear the voice of God in your spirit. Hear the voice of God in your spirit. I believe that God still speaks. I believe that God will still pour into our hearts, into our spirits, into our mind, his voice. Jesus said to these leaders, I speak and my sheep hear my voice. I believe that that is not just for that time. I believe that that's a universal truth that is for all time. I believe that God still speaks to those of us who follow him, us who are sheep. But here's the question. Are we taking time to listen? Ouch, right? We're too busy on our phones watching TikToks or or 
you know, following Instagram stories, or we're watching uh, YouTube, or or we're playing games, or we're texting, or whatever, or we're watching television and sports. If we were guys, and we like our sports. I love baseball. I'm telling all myself. We're often so busy in life that we don't take time to stop and just be quiet and still. And listen to that voice of God inside of us. Then we wonder, why isn't God speaking to me? Well, probably because we haven't listened. We haven't taken the time to listen. I want to tell you what happened to me one day. Um, I was a guest speaker in a rather large church, and I was there on a Sunday morning. I was introduced, and I walked up to the pulpit. I opened my Bible to the text from which I would be speaking that morning. I, For the life of me, I have no idea what that was. And then I did this. I looked out at the crowd and did nothing. I just stood there and just looked at them. I didn't say a word. I did not open my mouth. I just stood there for a while and looked at them. And guess what happened? Before any time at all, hardly, had gone by, people began to cough all over the congregation. Then I saw some people whispering to each other, and I heard murmurings from one corner. People were talking like, what is he doing? What, why isn't he saying anything? What's going on? And then I heard people moving in the pew and the squeaks of the sound of their bodies moving in the pew. Why? Because we are so uncomfortable with silence, right? We bombard our senses with noise every single day. And for a lot of us, we can't stand the silence. But I can tell you, it's in the silence that we most often hear the voice of God. All right. What about the first E in sheep? Engage in that conversation with God. I just said that God speaks to us. Well, here's the flip side. Engage in conversation to him. Or her or whatever pronoun you choose to use for God. I typically use the male pronoun only because it's part of my many, 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 many years of study, preaching, teaching. So, um, Please don't take offense to that. If you do not use a masculine gender for a God, that's just that's just my tradition and habit, okay? I don't mean anything by it, but that's what I use. But what was I saying? Oh, yeah, speaking to God. We have to be willing to take the time to do that. God wants to hear from us. God wants to hear our heart. God wants to hear... You know, God knows, but he wants us to voice our prayers. He wants to hear our hearts. He wants to hear what we feel that we need in our life. We, he wants to hear what we feel are our issues and our struggles. He wants you to speak to him and also tell him when you have let him down. That your life, your actions weren't... Mm, in alignment with maybe what he would want for you. And believe me, we've all been there. 
Why is it important to engage in conversation with God? Because it's about the connection. Any type of relationship is a two-way street. It is the listening and it is the speaking. Now, for most of us, to be honest with you, we do a pretty good job at speaking. It's the one before this that we have most to struggle with, the hearing. But it is both. Okay? So, see the movement of God in your life every single day. Hear the voice of God deep in your spirit. Engage in conversation with God. Talk to Him. Then the second E, employ God's directions in your life. I can tell you there have been times in my life when I felt absolutely confident that God was speaking into me, He was directing me, and I knew the path I was supposed to go, and things worked out pretty good. There's also been times in my life when I just assumed this is what God wanted, and I did what Keith kind of wanted to do, and what Keith thought was right, and yeah, sometimes they worked. I mean, honestly, I'll be honest with you, sometimes it worked out okay. But a lot of times, when it really didn't match the true will of God, I wound up paying for it in some way. I lost something, I hurt someone, or I didn't succeed in something. All I'm saying is, if we take the time to hear God and speak to God and spend that time with God, isn't it a good, uh, a good idea to try to employ His direction in our life? If the shepherd is leading these sheep, these sheep to greener grass, and they trust him with their very lives, then if Jesus refers to those followers of that day and subsequently us, I believe, as sheep, should we not also believe that God has our best interest at heart? And when he leads in our spirit a direction in life, then maybe we might need to take that a little seriously. What do you think? Yeah? All right. Let me move on really quickly. I'm running out of time here. The, the P in sheep. Practice living in the assurance of God's eternal love and grace. Practice living in the assurance of God's eternal love and grace. Look at this text again. Jesus tells them that these are my sheep, and they are in the hands of my Father. Jesus says, no one or nothing can ever remove them from the hand of the Father for all eternity. Now, I want to tell you, if you're LGBTQ plus right now, I know, believe me, I know all the times in your life that you have heard you are an abomination before God. You are not a Christian. You can't be saved. You can't go to heaven. You, you're going to the pits of hell because of the blah, 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 blah. Over and over and over again, right? Well, let this guy tell you that I believe from the bottom of my heart and everything I have within me that God's grace and love is bigger than that. I don't believe that sexual identity is a sin, but let even if it was, again, I don't believe that, but even if it was, God's grace is greater than even that. Amen? So let me assure you, if you want to serve God, if you want to follow Jesus, if you believe that God loves you, and I believe he does, my dear friend, then please, Begin to try to practice 
living in that assurance in your life. I know it's not easy. I know there will be days that you doubt. I know there will be times when you question. I know there will be times when you go like, there's no way God could love me. There's no way God could accept me. There's no way that God could want me for all eternity with him. But the opposite is absolutely true. You are deeply loved by God. So let's live in that assurance, shall we? Whew. Keith got a little wound up today, didn't he? I'm sorry. I, you know, I know I'm not sorry. I love teaching and, and speaking about the things of God. And I love just sharing what's on my heart. And I hope that something in, that I've said resonates with you and, and maybe spurs you on or gets you excited or just gives you some hope and courage in your faith because that's what I want to do. So until next time, I got to get out of here. Heal those hurts, move those mountains, and may God truly bless you, my friend. Bye-bye.